0: Welcome, to Bump in the Night. Where we tell scary stories of ghosts and other supernatural aspects, as well as talk about urban legends. Sit back Relax. Turn down those lights. And enjoy. Canadian folklore and stories from Canada. Most Halloween stories involve ghosts, monsters, or other unprovable phenomena. This may be fine for other countries, but in Canada, it is not just the expanse of fog, snow, or the isolation and madness, you don't need death. Few stories of Canadian folklore Go to any historical graveyard in Canada and it's likely that some of the coffin lids will feature scratch marks before the evident of modern medical monitoring. A few hours of unconsciousness could have been your own demise for your loved ones or not just for yourself. Needed your loved ones also needed to co-sign you to the nightmare of premature burial. A particularly chilling case was documented in Woodstock, Ontario in 1886. As the New York Times reported, a girl named Collins was being exhumed in order to move her to another burial place. When the coffin lid was removed, exhumers gazed at horror, at evidence of dreadful torture. The upper lid of the coffin were the shroud, would be, for the lining of the inner part of the coffin was torn into shreds, her knees were drawn up to her chin, and one of her arms was twisted under her head, because Collins was buried alive. Here is another story. The small party of Inuit, camped at the southern end of King William Island around 1850, could count themselves as one of the most isolated people on earth. They had never met white people, they had never met Dean, and they barely encountered other Inuit. So it was uniquely terrifying experience for them to hear the sound of footsteps outside their igloo, and find themselves facing a crowd of lurching figures with eyes vacant, skin blue, unable to talk, and barely alive. These were the last remnants of the ill-fated Franklin expedition. The 1845 British voyage of Arctic exploration that ended with the death of all aboard, as ragged bands of the expeditional survivors split up and tugged south despite of the bid to flee the Arctic on foot. Inuit throughout the the region faced a real-life invasion of the walking dead. They saw men Raving wildly, they saw camps strewn with emancipated, emancipated corpse. And they saw the Europeans begin to eat the dead. They were not Inuit. They were not human. Was how one witness described their arrival? According to Inuit oral history. However, it's not just the United States that has ghost soldiers from those from Gettysburg all the way down to the south and northern parts of the United States. Other countries also have their particular ghost stories. This one is from Canada canadian soldier will Byrd is one of the most celebrated memorialists of the first world war with veterans often citing his work as the most realistic portrayal of trench warfare bird also believed that he fought his first world war in the constant company of ghosts his brother stephen had been killed on the Western Front in 1915, and Bird wrote that he decided to enlist after the specter of Stephen appeared before him on the Saskatchewan farm in full uniform. In an even more fantastical occurrence, Bird was a corporal serving in France in 1917 when he reported being shaken awake by Steven's ghost. Get your gear, the ghost told Bird before leading him on a short, mirandering walk down the trench. The next morning, Bird discovered that his original sleeping spot had been shattered by a high explosive shell. And he forever credited his survival to the watchful hands of his dead brother. Canadian historian Tim Cook found that Bird's experience was quite not unique, and that many soldiers returned from the restaurant front with the belief that they too had served time in the ethereal land of the dead. As one Canadian infantryman, You could feel the pulse of the thousands of the dead with their pale hands protruding through the mud here and there. And seemingly, they have a tendency to beckon to you. Ghost ships are everywhere you find the ghost ship's stories, not from those of those about at sea that they say that they see these ships, not just being abandoned, but whole ships with crew and everything like that on them. Still to this day, people report seeing the Titanic sailing along, and then eventually disappearing in the middle of the night. This here is not what it seems. There's also been reports of other ghostly ships in the Caribbean but none are more fascinating than this. Most survivors of the RMS Titanic never fully glimpsed the carnage of the sinking's aftermath. Lifeboats had spent the night vigorously rowing away from the wreck and were well outside of the main debris filled when picked up. By rescuers. Instead, the awful specter of 1,500 floating bodies would be left for Canadians to encounter. Four ships were chartered out of Halifax to recover the Titanic's victims. Fating crew members to spend days living and working in the lonely patch of the North Atlantic, inhabited only by endless fields of open-mouthed life-jacket corpses. Started to pick up bodies at 6 a.m. and continued all day till 5.30 p.m. reads a diary of a crew member on the Mackay Bennett, a cable ship that would handle more than 300 of the titanic victims. Not only do you have those ships that transported the dead bodies of those that were lost at war, but those that were also lost at sea forever Wandering the oceans, from where they die, in a combat zone, to being transported back home. This story is called The Ship of the Dead, rammed by a coal ship in the St. Lawrence River in 1914, the Empress of Ireland took only 14 minutes to go down. Taking 1,012 people with her, located only 40 min- meters off water of Rimouski, Quebec, the ship has been a well known site for salvage divers almost from the beginning. But anyone entering the wreck knows they must navigate hallways and staterooms utterly choked with the bodies of men, women, and children, who spent their last moments in the frantic, clawing terror of the pitch-black tomb, quickly filling with icy water. The first brass helmet helmeted divers to explore the ship in 1914 reported shining their dim lanterns at crowds of bloated pale faces controlled in horror. Today the victims are skeletons and lie so thick within the wreck that divers have nicknamed it the Boneyard. not only have they always sat there and done that, have you gone diving down in the ocean depths to find some things that are not supposed to be there? Can you imagine what that would be like to have seen this? Of bloated and horrifying gasps of the looks on the people's faces, and then leaving them there for the graves. However, this one. is a little bit more recent that it happened in 2004. This one is called The Phantom Terror Attack. In May 2004, a mysterious olive-skinned man disembarking Vancouver's number 98 bus offered an eerie remark to the driver. "'How's your day going?' said the man. When the driver replied that it was going well, the man replied, "'It won't be for long.'" Ten kilometers later, the bus driver was overcome by nausea and threw up. With other passengers reporting similar symptoms, the driver pulled over and radioed for help. Paramedics arrived on scene, and they too fell ill. The whole episode carried the trademarks of a new and terrifying form of chemical terror attack, but Vancouver's chief medical health officer, John Blatherick, concluded that the true cause of the incident was weirder, still, nothing. There were no chemical, and there were no terrorists. A cryptic comment had simply plunged an entire group of Vancouver strangers, including trained emergency personnel, into a state of sudden mass hysteria. How is it that one can just sit there and mainly state that something wasn't going to go well for them, and then everything goes haywire. This here is very creepy, and it can still be done today, but yet we don't know. It all depends on what you believe, do you believe in true terror and in true fright considering these stories that these are all true in facts. These are the true stories that we just heard from Canada. It all depends. Are you willing to travel down into the depths of a lake out there in Canada? To find a ship full of dead bodies or skeletons? Or are you willing to take a bus ...to automatically fall ill... ...without no cause or reason. Are you willing to set sail... ...down a river... ...only to find... ...dead bodies... ...lining the shores to see people eating people. It all depends on where you go. All of our sudden it just ends. But not all story. Are able to be fact driven. But these stories that I just read to you are true stories from Canada. It's up to you on if you want to believe them or not. And that ends our story for today. Remember. Too scared if something goes bump in the night.